The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, for starters, no tennis shoes. <laughs> there is a story of a youngster who worked on his family farm in southern Illinois. It was the uh, end of harvest season and he had a wagon load of wheat and he was making his way at the end of the day back to his home. And there was an accident and the wagon overturned. Hearing the commotion, the neighbor heard it and came running out of his house to see what happened. And he surveyed the situation and he said to the young man whom he knew, Willis, you know what, we'll take care of this, but my wife has just prepared dinner. Why don't you come in, have dinner with us, and then we'll take care of the situation. And Willis said, oh, my dad won't like that. Oh, no, it, it'll be okay. We'll, we'll take care of it. It's not going to be that hard to turn it back over. No, no, my father will really be unhappy. No, come on, don't be silly. The meal is ready. Come and join us. So Willis goes. They enjoy a hearty, delicious meal. Great conversation. And when the meal is over, they decide, okay, let's go take care of that overturned wagon. Yeah, because my dad's going to be really mad. And at this point, the neighbor says, why? I, I know your father. He's, he's a good man. He's very understanding. By the way, where is he? He's under the wagon. Sometimes we think we understand a situation but there's so very much more to it that we need to know before we make ultimate judgments and decisions. It's true about a lot of Bible passages. We have an example before us today in today's Gospel. Jesus visits Martha, whom he already knows, and he knows Mary as well for a visit. Martha and Mary know that Jesus is coming. And Martha is dedicated to making her home perfect for the arrival of Jesus. And she is hard at work, passionate about wanting to make this a great experience. Mary, not so much. She might have had some chores to do, which she did, but she just can't wait to sit at the feet of Jesus 
and just soak in every word that he has to say. This annoys Martha to no end. And when Jesus arrives after a short period of time, she even confronts Jesus. Imagine doing that, right? She says, Jesus, come on. I'm working my fingers to the bone trying to make everything just right, and my sister is just sitting there? Say something to her. And Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better part. Wait. What? Mary has chosen the better part? Now, full disclosure. I mentioned to you that I have a sister and two brothers. I am an older child. <laughs> I am a Martha. I see the tasks at hand, and I roll up my sleeves, and I'm going to do it. And when my younger siblings didn't seem to share that desire, it really irritated me. I have always had a problem with this text. <laughs> but in order to understand the text, we have to dig deeper. And we have to understand it in its greater context. Now, if you were here last Sunday, you will recall that that reading was also from Luke 10, the verses immediately preceding this text. A lawyer comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, well, you know the law, what's written there? Well, it says, I shall love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength, and love my neighbor as myself. Jesus says, you've said correctly, now go do that. He says, ah, yes, but who is my neighbor? And then Jesus goes on to tell the parable of the Good Samaritan. A man is traveling a well-known treacherous road from Jerusalem to Jericho. He's assaulted, beaten, left half dead. Three men come, walking, come riding down the road. One is a priest, the pastor of his day. Swerves around to avoid the man. The next is a Levite, very privileged, highly respected man. Walks even further away to avoid the man. And then a Samaritan, riding his donkey. Samaritan, a half-breed. The Jewish people who were lost through intermarriage to the Assyrians, the, one that, the ones that people look down their noses at, sees the man, gets off his donkey, ministers to the man, bandages the man, puts oil on the man, places the man on his donkey, takes him to an inn, pays for his stay. He's the one who reaches out in care and compassion and kindness and love. Why? Because he's found his joy in being a neighbor. He's a man of faith. He's a man of hope. He's a man of love. And in caring about this victim, in caring about his community, he also cares about himself. Because in caring for that man, he experiences a joy that is beyond description. Psychologists today call it helper's high. 
When somebody does something, maybe a random act of kindness for another person, and they get that warm feeling of joy and delight, it's unmistakable. And if you ever hadn't experienced it, you ought to try it someday, just doing something spontaneously kind for another person. That's our connection with today's text. The problem is not that Mary wanted, Martha wanted everything to be just so, and the problem was not that she was willing to work hard. The problem is, is that she lost her joy. She was all about her own agenda and getting things done her way, rather than experiencing the joy and delight that goes with making something nice for somebody else. She had lost balance between doing and being. She had lost the balance between serving and contemplation. Life is best lived in the balance of peripheral vision and spiritual focus. And that's what Jesus is calling not only Martha, but Wayne, and perhaps all of you, to today. The balance. Being a human being and not a human doing. What might that look like to live in that balance? Well, yes, I was Zach Wagner's intern supervisor. I remember interviewing him for internship. Zach never lacked for confidence. I can say that. But Zach had a balance. He has a real passion for people. He loves the church. He loves serving the church. But he has a balance. He also has a passion for his own personal meditation and prayer life. He nurtures his own personal faith. A lot of pastors aren't good at that. They're really good out there doing things for other people, but they're not really good at taking time to pray and praise and read and meditate for themselves. It's a balance. You run dry if you don't take care of your own spiritual needs. And he has a great joy in reflecting God's grace and God's love I know through his ministry with all of you and in his relationships and friendships with other people. These are exciting days. From, from everything I have seen and heard about St. Paul's and Villa Park, these are very exciting days. Wonderful building program. Things look great. Communities coming together. Your community is growing outside of having some people move away, which is a little painful, right? You got great days ahead of you. This, in the midst of a world that is really troubled right now, all the things we're going through, a pandemic and inflation and a war in Ukraine and on and on and on it goes, you're not allowing the problems of the world to steal from you the joy of being God's people today 
and making good things happen. And hopefully, in the process, you're experiencing a joy and a vitality that are unmistakable. That's the call of today's reading. Yeah, I struggle with it. I still don't like it. Because what I hear is I hear Jesus saying to me, Wayne, it's not about your agenda. It's about God's agenda. It's about knowing that first line we started the worship with in the confession. It's about knowing that you are loved by God. And that frees you from having to meet other people's expectations to being the person God creates and enables you to be today. And experiencing the joy not only of being loved by God, but by being an instrument of his love in the lives of other people. So you look at that piece of paper and you say, wow, there's no way he can cut a hole in that piece of paper big enough for Cecilia, right? To Cecilia to get through. But it happened. I wonder what other great things God has in store for us. You might have looked at this whole project and building and thought, wow, that is, that's more than we're ever going to be able to handle. <laughs> Guess what? You did it. Who knows what else God has in store for all of you and for all of us together. Faith, hope, love. May God's love go with you today and in all the days ahead because great things are in store for you. In Jesus' name, amen.